And welcome to another edition of The War Room here on KOKC Radio in Parsons, Kansas. I'm your host, Sean Fry, the managing sports editor of the Parsons Sun and Chanute Tribune. Joining me as always is a pleasant guest is Chuck Cheney out of uh, the Butler County Times-Gazette. He's the sports editor over there. Chuck, week one of football is finally behind us. Fall sports are in, finally in full gear. We're out of summer mode. We're not depressed anymore. We're, we're not in our shells. We're, we're living our lives. How are we doing today? Man, I am doing very, very well. Uh, so the first thing I'm going to come right out of the gate with you um, and, and thank you for coming on, by the way. Uh, first thing I wanted to uh, come out of the gate is you were at the Labette County Circle football game uh, this past Friday night. Labette County, a team in my, a primary team in my coverage area, Circle, a team in your coverage area. Labette County was in Tawanda for that game. Circle wins it 50 to nothing. Labette County has now lost 12 games in a row. Circle, a team that didn't have a good season two years ago, turned around last year. They're ranked in the top 10 this year, and they and they played the part. What was kind of your uh, your your takeaways from that game, really, with both teams? Um. First thing is Circle's good. They're very, very good defensively. Um, we kind of saw in the second half how some of their offense inefficiencies, they're going to have quarterback issues. Um, but if they the defense plays like that, I don't. I was more about what Circle wouldn't allow than what Lebec could do. Um, they were they're just big, physical, and they were able to use that to their advantage. And on the flip side of that, Lebec's young. I think. Out of 59 kids I can on that roster, only 17 were upperclassmen. They're going to have some growing pains. That that losing streak may grow, but I don't think it's going to last very long. I saw a lot of talent, and I'm looking at the roster here right now. Number 24, Jamal Jackson. That's a that's a freshman who started varsity, and I think by the end of it, by his, his career, he's going to have a great Lebet career if he stays in Lebet for four years. And um, I don't know. I found him exciting to watch. A, I think it was just a little too much with them, with with uh, Circle being really good. And but I thought I, I see that potential in back there. I mean, they yeah. they have some good uh, foundation blocks to build upon. Absolutely. You know, Sean Price has been a coach for a long time in this area. He's co he coached a Chautauqua team that went. Uh, to the uh, quarterfinals in the eight-man playoffs. Uh, he coached a Lebec County team that won the SEK League not too long ago. I believe he's right, made multiple deep playoff runs with the Columbus Titans. Uh, Sean Price, a very tenured uh, coach of longevity in southeast Kansas. Uh, and Lebec County, to me, Chuck, they're, they're interesting. You're right. They're super young, and that's just – very rarely do you have a super young football team that is so young like Lebet County is, and, and they just start running. They start running over teams. Uh, the losing streak sits at twelve right now, uh, and you're and Circle's probably not a good draw for them week one. That's not a, that's that's not a week one game that sets the right tone. Uh, their defense has not been. You know the 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 phrase I give is. Last year, Labette County was winless at 0-9. Their defense wasn't a winless defense. Is that their offense was just anemic last year. Uh, most, if not every single one of Labette County's offensive scores last year came off short fields, mostly off takeaways uh, that gave them a short field. Uh, what was kind of your, you know, looking at, is that juxtaposition still there? Is the defense still ahead of the offense? Hard to tell in a 50 to nothing game. Oh, no, 100%. Same thing. So, uh, 
quarterback number twelve. I remember his name. Bob Kendall Holtzman oh, yeah. is Lebet County's Kendall quarterback. Holtzman. Yeah, he kind of threw. He, he threw one on a uh, uh, on a fly pattern, and uh, the, the safety made a good play, picked it off, returned it deep into uh, Lebet territory. But first play, first play out. I think it was cover three. They're running. Uh, quarterback didn't see the safety kind of just kind of hovering in the defensive back. Just kind of stepped up, picked up the pass for one. And uh, I mean, he's got a little smart. He put he ran out of the end zone. The officials admitted they messed up on the play. They killed it in the end zone. Shouldn't have been. He tried to return. He returned to the four, which he, you got to down that in the end zone. Um, they got away with one. Um, but and they went at halftime. And those time they got another interception. He just kind of threw the ball. He just he wasn't reading the defense, and the the, the linebacker made a really good play. And so. There are, like I said, they're young. I, I think they got a good size. I, the defense looked really good. I, I don't, despite fifty nothing at, at that point. Uh, reserves are in for Labette. Uh, two big runs in the second half led to touchdown. Thing one was thirty nine. Another one was a thirty four yarder. Those are two runs where they got, they got down to the two and the three. Those are the points in the second half. But in the first half, it was what was it? Uh, I know it was like 28 to nothing after the first quarter, then they yeah, held in the so two scores you, you in the second. You talked about those short drives. One of those was a 15-yard uh, drive. Uh, the Levesque 15, and then it started at 25. So, Circle didn't drive really far. It's just Levesque gave them really good field position. Except, I don't think Circle played overly well. Um, I just I, I don't think Levesque played terrible. I just think there's a little uh, inexperience, was, I think, played a lot into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, another game I wanted to ask you about, um, and I know, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Augusto's in your coverage area as well, correct? Oh, yeah. I call them the triangle, El Dorito, Circle, and uh, Augusta. They're all right here. This is a big three. Absolutely. Uh, Augusta played Chanute in week one. Chanute comes out with that win. Uh, I know you weren't there at that game. Uh, Chanute, a team that, uh, if I remember correctly, how I voted in your Kansas media football rankings, which I'm a voter of, and we're going to get into that on the B segment of the show, but if I remember correctly, I voted them as the highest ranked public school in Class 4A, and I think your poll, I think the poll last week had them as the highest ranked public school, if not the second ranked public uh, school. I think, you, I think you might have been second. Yeah. Um, but I mean, uh, we, we, I haven't tallied this week's votes. I am the one that tallied it. They were they were in the second. McFerrin was above them. Yeah. Um, I, I just pulled that up real quick. But here's the thing: they are good. I, I might have been there, but I went back and watched the game. And I watch. I go back and I watch every single game of everybody in my county. I could watch. I even pull up. So like Flint Hills High School, they they have an administrator streaming the game on the phone. I could have. I, I still rewatch that. I don't care. I watch every game and. um I like some games on YouTube better because it's quick. To, I can it's a little scroll through keyboard. real quick. Yeah. Hey, J and L ten seconds four. L ten seconds uh, uh, forward for L ten seconds backward for J. Easy peasy. I can watch a game in less than fifteen minutes. It's great. But here's the thing: we knew it was fast. We knew they were good. Um, and I'll admit, I, I picked Augusta to win. I mean, we watched what Shnew did last year. They had a really good record, but I, I don't think they beat anyone. And I thought their record was. A, a product of their schedule. I thought that, I thought they were seen too high. I, I will say the good. SEK league is still down this year. You got to remember Lebet well, County's in that no, league. It, it, Go ahead. It's more of it was, I was wrong. Um, I picked them. I thought it was going to be something similar. I think people are talking them up. I mean, I knew that quarterback's really good, and I was like, who else they had? Because I knew they had that defensive lineman playing the tribal, but he's gone. And I'm like, okay, they went out, and I 
from the story that I read from my reporter that was there and the game that I watched, they were bigger, they were faster, they were physical, they beat a really good against the team who I have high, a lot of people have high hopes on them that they can keep with a big person for winning uh, ABCTL3. And I think new went in there with to my 24. Without going to look at my record books, I would say I've decided to make person in Bueller in the last couple of years. No one's done that to Augusta in a long time. And that, that's what makes them so impressive. Even though it was a 22-14 game in the fourth quarter, they were the better team put that game away. Mm-hmm. Uh, one last thing I kind of wanted to address, and it's almost circling back to uh, Lebet County a little bit, is it's a big week here in southeast Kansas, here in old Parsons, Kansas. The Parsons Vikings in week two, they're going to take on the Lebet County Grizzlies. It's an arch rivalry game. The interesting caveat here, Chuck, these two teams haven't played in five years. After the 2017 season, that was the last two time these two teams played, uh, Lebet County won that game over Parsons 71 to nothing. It was it, – and – and Parsons came out right after the game. I remember the superintendent flagged me down post-game to give an interview, to give her statement, and said, we are leaving the SEK League after this year in football because we anticipate that we're moving down to Class 3A. Parsons might have already been Class 3A at that point. Part of that was part of the restructuring was just removing the split in 4A, so almost all of 4A, too, went to 3A. But beside the point... Uh, you know, so they got out of the SEK league, they stopped playing Lovett County, and, you know, there's a, regardless of, well, I think that was the right move to restructure their schedule a little bit, and it's not that much of a dip to play only 3A teams. You've got Gerard and Frontenac and Columbus and Caney Valley all within spitting distance of here. Those, that's a tough schedule, but... The, the optics were that Parsons ran away from Lebet County they, and ran away from the SEK League, that they were done getting hammered at week after week, year after year. And since the restructuring, Parsons has upticked. They have uh, two winning seasons, three playoff wins, uh, and they are, I ranked them in my top, uh, in my, I put them in my poll this week. Uh, for the Kansas media football rankings. Uh, I know they were receiving votes in the preseason poll, uh, and I believe that they are Parsons is the real deal. I'm picking Parsons to win this game because Labette County has done nothing but backslide with their record since that move. I'm curious what you kind of think about that storyline. Rivalries can always get very emotional. The Parsons-Labette County game really wasn't at a healthy place on the football field for a couple years. How do you kind of see that maybe playing out? Oh, and um, I, I that situation kind of reminds me of Newton High School a little bit. Newton played; they're a five A school, but if you look at who they played in the ABCTL Division One, they play a lot of six A schools. They play Derby, they play Mays, they play May South, they play Hutchinson. They're immediately drawing. We're talking we're talking football only. They're immediately given four L starting the season. So you are not starting above. There's no way that they're going to finish the season above five hundred. And as a high school student, when you see that. It hurts their numbers because nobody wants to come out and immediately lose. There's a reason why you see teams like Mill Valley and Andel, who's a 318. Andel has 258 kids out. They had 99 come out for football. So, I mean, when you're winning, your numbers are great. And I'm sure Parsons is seeing an uptick in numbers because they're winning more. And they have Levette, they had 50-plus this year, and I think this is only the second time they've had over 50 out. They've been in the 40s most of the time I've been here, and that's 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 a healthy number for a Class 3A school, yeah. but they're in the 50s yeah. now. So 50's great, I would say, for a 3A school. I mean, I look at uh, – I, I count the bed here with 59, with 59 kids. I mean, that's healthy. 
I mean, I don't know how many freshmen are considered on this. It's probably the entire JV and varsity roster. But, hey, that's a good, healthy number. And both of them, they have it. I think, I think Parsons is going to come out and probably win, and we're going to see a running clock. But, I mean, I don't think that's a shot on LeBette because, like we talked about, they're young. They're going to have growing pains. Who knows? Because it is a rivalry, and how far it separates the two? About, t- about 12 miles. About 12 miles. You know what? These kids grew up together. That's going to mean a lot. And so, as they get, as the game goes on, maybe it's a thing. And um, I don't know. I mean, rivalry games are a little different. I mean, you can kind of throw out the records, but when you say it's been kind of lopsided, I mean, you never know. Here's the thing. I was really I, – I know the score 50 doesn't, and they they were held under – like, under, I think it was under 200 yards total offense. I mean, I don't think LeBette's as bad as the team's record is. I mean – it's unfortunate, but I mean, Parsons is good. From what I, everybody was talked to, Parsons is good, and I think I think we have two or three voters from around that area that are in the media rankings, and they all talked well of Parsons, and uh, they were low. They were all kind of on the lower tick of the three A rankings. It's more of hey, it's kind of like circle. They're on the lower tick because hey, let's see, prove it to me. Let's see what you can do. And I think three A outside of the top three programs, it's a runaway. Actually, I'd say top two. I wouldn't even I think collegiate was three. I don't think collegiate because they have to go through Andel. It doesn't matter. So, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, yeah, I think they have a really good shot. I mean, to get in the rankings, have a successful season. I mean, that, that's all you want. You just want an opportunity, and I think Parsons going to get that opportunity. Absolutely. Uh, we're going to go to a quick break. Uh, Parsons coming off that big. Uh, 56 to 22 win over Prairie View. We're going to talk about maybe where they make where they might sit in this in the first week of the uh, first week coming out of the preseason uh, media rankings uh, going into uh, this next week when we come back. Uh, Chuck Cheney out of the Butler County Times Gazette uh, here on the War Room on KLKC Radio. We'll be right back after this break. Don't go anywhere. We're back here on the War Room here on KLKC Radio. I'm your host, Sean Fry. Chuck Cheney, the Butler County Times-Gazette sports editor, is with us here today on the War Room. Chuck, tell me about these new Kansas media football rankings. You have bestowed upon me the honor of being one of the voters. Hunter Schwegman at the Chanute Tribune is also another voter. Brett Shields, another voter in southeast Kansas. Uh, we've got a, you know quite a few voters. I know uh, you said it's in the 20s. Uh, take me through uh, just kind of your thought process on how these rankings are running and the value of them and into your process. Your, the floor is yours. Yeah, I mean, there's rankings across the state. Case of Covered has their rankings. Wichita Eagle has their rankings. Uh, when I was when Gannett owned our newspaper, we had a Gannett ranking. And here's my thing. Everyone has their own rankings from different sides of the state. They're all different. The one by 810 Varsity out of Kansas City is different than the one in Wichita, Kansas. I wanted a media rankings that reflected like the actual state. Let's get people from across the state. I have somebody from Scott City on here. I got somebody from uh, Garden City. I have somebody from Gar- uh, Great Bend. I have you guys in the mid in the southeast. I have uh, Derek Wiley, who's all the way up in the northeast. And from all around the state, we're covered on media rankings. Now, to get people to actually vote, that's the key part. Uh, that's going to be the tough one. We have approximately about 30 different voters who can get in at any time, and I need to send out a, uh, hey, let's get our votes in. I know it's a holiday weekend, so I'm, I'm not actually expecting people to do that. Can I send an email reminder? I sure can. And uh, I'm going to do that here in a second. But it, it's just so we can have a consensus ranking. Everybody's got their own ranking, and I just want a consensus ranking. 
They don't have to credit my newspaper. They don't have to credit me. These are just a media. And what kind of got me started on this, in Oklahoma, the Associated Press has rankings for high school. They get voters. And I've contacted the Associated Press, and I want to do this with the state. I want these to be posted on AP News just so we will have these for everybody to use and have one set of rankings. The AP certainly carries a bit of weight behind its name, too. That would be cool. I mean, and that's, and it's really just, I want to be able to say, hey, the uh, well, the Parsons, the Parsons Vikings are ranked 10th in 3A, and we know it's associated press rankings and not like K-Preps, not Sports in Kansas, not uh, Ketchup, Kansas, not the Wichita Eagles, not Gannett. It's, it's just all these different rankings. We just have one, and that's what I want. And I know they have the coaches poll, and uh, I didn't find that out until, honestly, week eight last year. But the coaches have their rankings, but they don't get to see every team. Everybody on these get to see parts of the state. They can throw in their point of views, and that's what I like about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think these rankings are great. I ran them in my newspaper. I'm going to work with our graphic designer this week to make them look even prettier. Uh, I'm definitely stealing, like, that Keisha helmet you had on the voting form. So, uh, yeah, I'll th- send that to you if you want it. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, so... Uh, we got, uh, you know, for the rest of the show, I really want to talk about a, a bit, what I think was the biggest thing that happened in sports last week in the state of Kansas, and that was sports betting. Fine, it was made legal. It had been made legal by an act of uh, by an act of the legislature and a bill signed by Governor Laura Kelly for a while. But sports betting went live, went legal last week uh, with a soft launch. Most of your apps that were able uh, to go live went. I know uh, DraftKings, FanDuel, BetMGM. Not spo- uh, hashtag not sponsored. Hashtag would love to be sponsored. Uh, BetMGM is the app that I use uh, and the website that I use. Uh, you know, I and I am proud to say that of uh, fifty bucks invested uh, of my own money into sports betting over the last week, I I have turned that fifty dollar bankroll into about a hundred and fifty dollar bankroll. I know you hit on a big part. You told me you hit on a big parlay uh, this past week. Uh, tell me your thoughts on sports betting going live. I, I know, I mean, I talked about it a ton with people over the week, and I'm sure there's kind of a lot of excitement all throughout the state. I surprisingly haven't talked to too many people about it, but yeah, I did a parlay, a twenty dollars parlay, made two hundred, two hundred fifty, two hundred seventy nine dollars, something like that. They had another one last night, but anyway, I think sports, sports gambling is nice. It's fun. I won't lie, it's very addictive. I caught myself like just trying to. All right, the only thing I have is like when you get on these apps, they make you relog in almost every time, and it's frustrating. Frustrating. I'll I've been it. using the Barcel. The Barcel app was the first one to go live, and that's why I started using it. And um, maybe I need to go MGM or something else, but I heard MGM makes you log in every time too. That's MGM does make you log in every time, but I kind of like that. Like nobody's like. It, I hate it. I hate it. Uh, <laughs> it, it makes me think for at least two seconds. It's just the process. I want to be able to check what I'm doing. I don't want to log in and check in anyway. But I, it's fun. Um, I. Sean, you guys know me, but we've known each other for years, and I'm an ethical person. The one thing I will not do, so, like, I occasionally hear I cover Wichita State. I will not bet on college basketball. It will not be something I bet on. Um, if I if I, if I choose to cover the Shockers this year, you know, I will not cover it. I know that the March Madness is coming to Wichita again, and I will cover that. I will not, I will not be betting on college basketball. It's just not what I'm going to do. And just because... I mean, I'll be writing generic gamers and feature stories, but it's, I'm just, 
I don't know, something ethical about it, saying I I shouldn't be doing that and I won't be doing that. And I'm, that's why I made a joke the other day on uh, Twitter. I got an email, but I'm going to tell you about this. Oh, my gosh. So I made a joke when it went live. I think it was Thursday. I was like, I've lost all my money betting on high school sports. And, and someone's like, you really shouldn't be betting on high school sports. I'm like, you really can't bet on high school sports. No, you can't. And then the, and then the next day, I shared So uh, MasseyRatings.com is an analytical website. It uses um, algorithms to develop point spreads for um, a bunch of stuff. Division two sports, JUCO sports, high school sports. And it's just a talking point. And I posted it. I thought it was kind of funny. They said that. And then I said, I don't bet on it. And I'm posting spreads. But she was a one-and-a-half-point favorite over Augusta. Uh, Circle was a, I think, a 26-and-a-half-point favorite over Labette. And just little things like that. I just think it's funny. I said I lost all my money that I'm posting these spreads. But it's fun. I mean, if you can do it in moderation, and that's the ultimate thing is do it in moderation and don't. Put your, don't be doing it if you can't afford it. Don't be doing it to try to, to like, pay off your debts and <laughs> to make money. If you can make it – what I've done, I've got a $50 bankroll that I started, and I'm not doing it more. Once it's gone, it's gone. I know my significant other would love for me to cash out right now, but I'm just using this amount to grow. And if I uh, – I have a set number in my head. If I ever get close to that – if I hit that number, I'm going to – I'll probably cash out and just be done with it right then. But it's, <laughs> it's been fun, and – um, I don't know. I'm just glad we're able to do it. I think you should be able to do it. All the sports leagues are adapting, and uh, they're they're pairing up with Bet MGM and other casinos and betting services. And why not make the sports at their core or entertainment? Why not let people bet and have fun? I mean, that's why you have the FBI. That's why you have the investigation to keep the people involved like more sound. I mean. There's a reason why Calvin Ridley got suspended for a year. He's, he's an NFL player betting on games. If that was stopped, he'd be in prison for insider trading. Yeah. And so he got lucky. I mean, in fact, that I'm shocked they didn't remotely investigate that at that level just because it is insider trading. You have insider information to players and stuff that we don't. Yeah. And uh, I know a lot of people are really upset that his uh, suspension is a lot more than Deshaun Watson. We can debate that another day, but... I think that is an example. You can't bet on your when you're playing. You're an NFL player. You're under contract. You can't be betting like that. I agree. Um, and I think they set an example with the year. And I think if, if another player comes out, I think we may see longer just because, one, gambling is becoming so more accessible, accepted in today, acceptable in today's uh, society. But I don't know. I'm having fun. I, I, I will say it's causing me to be more involved in games I probably wouldn't care about. You have no idea how invested I was into the West Virginia-Pittsburgh game and into the NC State-East Carolina game. I was locked in. I found – hey, last night, Idaho went up 10-0 on Washington State. They were plus 800 on the money line. Now I'm 10 bucks and I parlayed it with uh, another game. And had I won, it would have been like $1,500. So – how do you think I was still pulling up a random stream because nobody at the Pac-12 Network to find Idaho and Washington State and watch that one down to the end? <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, Chuck, uh, thanks as always uh, for coming on the show. You've been on a couple times. You've always been great, uh, and I appreciate you. I, I, I think football season and fall sports in general are, are going to be fun this year, just like they are every year. Uh, I'm glad that we're back into uh, our rhythm of covering athletics. Uh, the summer suck, man. And but uh, thank you for coming on. Uh, I'm excited to see uh, how the year progresses, and I'm sure we'll be we'll be in plenty touch. Oh, you bet, man. Well, uh, that'll do it for the war room here on KLKC Radio. I'm your host Sean Fry. Everybody, stay safe and God bless.